we've, we've been in this um, series, if you will, about Ruach, about the, the breath of God. And the more that I'm going through different accounts in the Bible, the more I see the breath of God enacted. And uh, this morning I got tossed around between 2 Samuel and John 20. And I, I, I didn't know which way was up for a minute and I became frustrated. And uh, I became irritated because I'm going, God, you can't do this every time I turn around and give me this and give me this because they don't even, I mean, I, I can't even put them contextually together. But then I begin to think about what I've been crying out for, and that's to have a family, somebody that, somebody that I feel like that I can just talk to, not preach to. I'm not going to be your typical tie-wearing pastor that stands behind the pulpit and doesn't move until he's done and writes his sermons from letter A to Z anymore because I used to do that and then I would try to memorize it I'm just telling you the truth for a minute I would try to memorize it anybody ever tried to memorize an hour speech very very complicated and it does not help when you miss it when you go from one sentence to another and then I go man I forgot that sentence and it was supposed to lead and then I get and then I have to try to get back on track and I'll go to notes. But once I was set free from that, man, I just don't, I don't want to go back. And uh, I was sitting in there this morning and I said, okay, fine. Let's talk. And I walked out with the idea that it's going to be John 20, 21 and 22. And uh, it was about Jesus after his resurrection and his disciples are pulled back away into a room hidden behind locked doors like many of us. Tommy, we might do praise and worship after. But many of us, we, we would have probably done the same thing. Because everything that we were believing in and everything that we were hoping in was taken from us. He hung on the cross. We watched him die. And now he's buried in the tomb. And now we, we find ourselves retreating into rooms. Have you ever prayed and believed so much on something and it didn't happen? It didn't turn out the way that you thought it should turn out and you retracted yourself? I mean, no, I'm not talking about in your private home. I'm not talking about your private prayers. I'm talking about the prayer that you would confess one to another 
and that you would talk about, I'm believing God for this. I am praying and I know that God will and God can and there's no doubt. And it just didn't turn out. And the evidence that everyone would see was to be totally opposite of what you said that you believed for. And then you stopped talking about it. You may not have gone home and retreated, but in your mind and in your speech, in your body language, in the way you lived, you retreated from that prayer. It used to be that I'm believing God for a baby. And I'm telling everybody, I'm holding the hands of people. We are praying, we are confessing, and it's been years and nothing is coming about and the doctor says it's over there's nothing else that's left to do and you're tired of having to answer the question are you pregnant yet so you retreat you you lock yourself away so that that conversation doesn't have to come. You, you start changing what you have been professing and you begin to profess things like this. Well, my husband and I, we've talked. My wife and I, we've talked. And maybe it's better that... Well, we've talked about it and financially, we're just not in a position that we can handle it's probably better off. So you find yourself retreating from what you were believing in because of the, the, the result is seen differently than what it was you were professing. Can you imagine how the disciples, are y'all with me? I'm already preaching in this. The disciples find themselves in the same spot. They have followed this man for three and a half years. Some, they've left their family. They've left their profession, their profession. They've left everything that they knew to follow this one man that was going to lead them into a kingdom that he was going to conquer. And now they find themselves at the end. He's dead, he's buried, and he is no more. And they retreat. From their profession. They have locked themselves inside of a room. Fearing the Jews. Are you kidding me? They're fearing the repercussions now. Of everything that they've told. That this Jesus is king. Jesus is Lord. And now he's dead. And they find themselves. Sure, this ain't going the direction I thought it was going to go. They find themselves locked away in a room all by themselves as a group. Have you ever found yourself in the group with others that doubt? And you begin doubting just as they do? You begin not believing so much so. You're, you're less fanatical now. Let me help you. 
You come to church one day a week. Let me, let me help you. <laughs> you, you. You pray just at mealtime. Let, let me help you. You don't tithe. You won't give. Because you're just not sure. You just don't, you know, you've had some issues in life. And every, you've been making professions about Jesus is Lord. But yet you divorce. Yet you lose your job. Yet you go bankrupt. Yet, 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 yet. And people go, well, I thought you were a Christian. I thought you were saying, what happened to this Jesus thing? I thought he was going to heal you. And the next thing you know, you find yourself sitting amongst the doubters, sitting amongst the unbelievers, and you start saying the things like, well, maybe it's God's timing. Oh, I'm all in your chicken noodle soup this morning. Because I can look at you and tell that each and every one of you, including me, let me say you're me too, have found ourselves in the midst of doubters. Not that they're doubting and I'm believing. I'm saying we find ourselves in the midst of doubters, meaning that we doubt as well. Well, maybe God's not going to do it. Maybe it just wasn't meant. If it was the Lord's will, I love hearing that one. Can I tell you, if it's about a better life, if it's about prosperity and health and wholeness, it is the Lord's will. If it wasn't the Lord's will, he would have never covered the post with his back. Let me give you some scripture. If I don't give you scripture, you're going to think that I'm not preaching. John 20, 21, 22. So Jesus said to them, this is when he finds them now. We've, we've already set this up. Did we set this up? I think, I think we set this up. I think God done a pretty good job on setting that up to let us walk in now. So to let us walk in. We're going to walk in with Jesus right now, okay? Y'all right? All right, so look. They're locked in a room. They're fearing for their lives. And Jesus comes. And the first words out of Jesus' mouth is peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them. And he said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. I got two post-its. <laughs> Something happens when God breathed on man. And I, I look at this and I'm going, 
God, you just reenacted creation. <laughs> what he done spiritually at creation, he is now doing in the form of humanity. Do you understand how much he, how much he loves you that he would be, that he would be willing to reenact creation before your very eyes not only just reenact it but have you play the part because here he finds his disciples i consider them lifeless they've given up everything <laughs> here they are they've, they've they've pushed themselves back they've surrounded themselves with doubters They've locked themselves in a room that caused their mind to be shut down, that caused their heart to not beat like it used to beat anymore. Do you remember the walk on Damascus Road when the two were met with Jesus and he would talk? And after Jesus left, he said, man, did our hearts not beat again? Did they not Come back to life again. When he began to speak the breath. And again here the disciples are. The ones that have been. They've been walking. <laughs> they've been pumping the flag. We used to call it in the military. Pumping the, pumping the flag. It was actually the big chicken. It had a picture of a big chicken on it. Don't ask me why. I don't know. It's just David. Do you remember that in the. You're too old, never mind. It, it, it was in. <laughs> I don't often tell you that I feel God on something. <laughs> but it had this chicken on the flag. <laughs> this isn't the spiritual part. But they were pumping that flag. And in the Navy, when we were in boot camp, if you won, now see, you had to do the whole group. God, how do you do this? The whole group, all the disciples, the whole group in the Navy. Don't ask me how God does this. He just does it. We had to meet certain um, physical test standards. We had to meet certain academic Standards, I mean, we had to score. You, you couldn't come in there. You couldn't come halfway. It was all or nothing. And when you were a part of our group, we made sure you understood. If you had a problem spelling your name, we would set up with you until 1 o'clock in the morning, helping you spell your name. And we would get this banner. The big chicken. <laughs> that big chicken. Oh, I don't know how he does this. That big chicken gained us access. The banner. Are y'all with me? Banner. The banner of God, Jehovah Nisi. He is our banner. And what they meant by banner in that time was they would hold up a banner right before war 
before they went out to fight, they would hold up this big banner and all the soldiers would gather there before they would go and fight. And the, the Bible would call, he called Jesus or called God, Jehovah Nisi, our banner. That's where we all come together to go fight. Making more sense now? Okay, so we got, y'all just have, to, look, y'all probably needed a refresher course on that, but you were so arrogant you wouldn't look at me and go, don't understand. So here we are with the big man. I love how the Holy Spirit just works on people. The banner, it gained them access. <laughs> Jehovah Nisi. Do you understand pumping his banner is going to gain you access? Do you understand that the breath of God brings you access? We'll get to it. The chicken. Man, we hungry? We could leave the barracks late. We no longer had to march. One, two, three, four. One. That was so boring. But once we got the chicken, man, we could do tricks. You want to do? <laughs> right? And you would drop it and drag it. Oh, man, it sounded so good coming through because you, your buckles would drag on the concrete coming through the tunnel. And everybody would hear, watch, shh, shh, watch, shh, shh. And it, oh, man, the cadence. We could do. We could do different things that ordinary people couldn't do. Because we can't, I asked him this morning, I said, God, please give me some type of a presentation so that they could get this. And he just, he's just giving it to me, and I'm loving it. <laughs> and we come through the tunnel after leaving late. Don't you know that you can come from behind? After leaving late at the barracks, and we get to the chow line food, the cafeteria. And we get there, and boy, we would stop. And then we would start chanting. Make way. Make way. And it would cause the people that would lead the companies, their company commanders, it would cause them to look back. And when they look back, they would call their companies to part the waters. So I could cross first. Don't ask me. But I could pump that chicken, get ahead of the line privileges. Everybody had to, when we marched by them, you had to stand at attention on side the roads. Make room for us. To come through. Don't you know that the Bible says. I will prepare. A table. In the presence. Of your enemies. See they hated us. Because we got the chicken. <laughs> your enemies hate you. Because you have Jehovah. See they have. 
whether they want to or whether they don't, they have to make way for you. The enemy has to part and make way for you because you have Jehovah Nisi. But we all had to do it as a group. One person couldn't score 100 and the rest score 95. You wasn't going to win it. We had room because the competition was so tight. We had room for one person to make a 99. One person. Now granted, we only had 75 people. 74 of you better be on your game. Boy, doesn't that align with the church? It, what, what would happen if we had 99% of the church on their game? I wonder how many people would make way. And here's the disciples. They've been pumping this flag and getting the attention. And now he's gone. Oh, I could just lay in there going. It's probably going to take me a while. Hang on, it's part of the presentation. Ooh. Ooh. You don't lose faith overnight. See, it's just, it's one thing. It's the small things that never mind. I'll just sit here and be in the middle of my own little world right now. But I can see the leader. I wonder if it was Peter. I wonder if it was him that cared. See, because they had a different responsibility. They had to care for that. I wonder if it was Peter. I'm just asking. I, I don't know. That was just a thought right in the middle of a sermon. God, don't do that stuff to me. So it was just a thought. I wonder if it was Peter that rolled the flag up first, cared for it, and said, we'll just set it over here. And our God, that's so caring, the one that delivers on promises and says those who obey him, he will reward them. Okay, y'all need the scripture. He will, he'll do what? He rewards those who diligently seek him. So, Okay, obedience should be part of that. Here he walks in. Now, you, 
remember, see, it's, it's, it's easy for you to sit and look at the disciples in the story and laugh at them. Well, they've been with Jesus all this time, and he's going to walk in the room, and they're going to fear? Well, he didn't just open up a door, number one. He walked through the door. <laughs> little different. You've not seen this happen. And he walks through the door, and he says, peace be with you. Don't fear, just relax, it's me. He said, it's me. And then, and then God wants to reenact creation. We get back to that part now. And he walks up to the dead members of the body of Christ. And he breathes. Receive the Holy Spirit. Now, some people get that twisted, and they go, oh, well, that's when they were baptized. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. I think it was a preparation for the empowerment, kind of like us as Christian people. I've, I think at that moment, Jesus went, be saved. You. <sighs> Receive salvation. Is that a better format of the word? Because you have to know all the definitions that come with salvation. Without, full, no lack, not wanting, being healed, no longer in bondage to sin. He <sighs> received the Holy Spirit. And when he did that, he breathed life back into them. Some of you need life breathed back into you. will never put a lid on grace. You can't. God knows what each and every one of us need, just like he knew what the disciples needed at that time. What would have happened if Jesus would have never came to them? And when he breathed on them, he said, receive the Holy Spirit. Now, you've got to understand something, because if we aren't careful... Culture will affect common sense. They have watched him do all of this. And he, he's told them, you're going to do greater works. And man, I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. And it's going to be better for me to leave. And I mean, he's telling them all. He's preparing them for all of this. And because he died, they lost all hope. And the culture of everybody else, our culture, is to retreat 
even the church's culture. Look around. This is why Wednesday, I, I wanted to give you something Wednesday. I wanted you to put yourself in position. I wanted you to have a different stance inside of you. Allow yourself to be a participant. And that's what Jesus was telling his disciples. <sighs> be a part. Stand apart. Be revived again. You just see me walk through a door. You felt my breath breathe on you. I want you to have life. Stop retreating. Stop doubting. He said, believe again. How many of you have lost your belief? I'll just teach you. It's hard when life doesn't appear to be what every other preacher has taught me. He said all I had to do was just come up front, repeat a, a cute little prayer after me, and he'd give me the right hand of fellowship like that was the... I'm going to consummate it for God. No, you're not. Give you the right hand of fellowship and invite you in. He said, I'm adopted. Into, you can't. It's easy to lose our belief. See, I'm going to speak from experience. See, I can't talk to the rest of them. But I can guarantee you that every one of them have found themselves in a place of retreat. I can try it again to make you feel more comfortable, to, like you really care, right? You don't really care if somebody's in your boat, right? How many of you have ever found yourself in retreat? See how it looks now? Because we can lose our belief because of our culture. Common sense said, man, I follow Jesus. I've watched him raise people from the dead. I've watched him heal blinded eyes. For the love of John, he let me pick up fish with some money in the mouth. Didn't he? I just want to make sure I'm preaching about the same Jesus you've been reading about. And these guys have retreated. See how quick, how easy it can happen? See, it can happen to you just like it happened to them. And the problem with us now is we've become so tied to our culture that if, well, if they're doing it, I might as well do it. I wear the clothes that they wear because that's the... I wish my wife was in here. I got to get the pocketbook that when you don't, come to church and you don't sit in here I get on you it's got to be whatever it is I don't even know what she gets anymore but it has to be I'm, what why 
Why can't it just be a pocketbook? It carries stuff. Get Lewis. But culture will affect common sense. Common sense says, I've seen him do it before. He should be able to do it again. That's common sense. Culture said, well, it might not be meant for me. Culture in Christianity, culture in denominations are, well, it was meant for them then. That's culture. And the whole time he's going, no, 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 no. <sighs> Believe again. I'm trying. He came walking back in with his banner. Make way. See, he had to come in and divide. He had to divide the waters again. Belief and doubt. Can't carry that tune. The army of the Lord. Some of you older people, y'all gonna know that. The army of the Lord. Come on, that's a song. You're old. You, y'all used to ag this thing to death. I am in the army of the Lord or something. Come on. I know it's out there. Y'all not going to cause me to doubt. The army, in the army of the Lord. I know there's a song. Tommy, find it. He's looking for an army to stand against his enemies. That will display his glory. Teacher. I'm gonna knock that you out of the That hurt my heart, man. That scared me. Peace be with you. I don't think this is it, man. This is too new. I I want old school. Huh? See, I told y'all. Why y'all make it so hard for me to preach to y'all? <laughs> he had to come in and he had to part. Belief and doubt. He said, whoever's in the Lord's army You stand over here. If you're against the Lord's army, you stand over here. He came in and he said, listen, you have been with me. Listen, Linda, you have been with me. You have seen me. You have seen God. How?
how have you got to the point of doubting? Did we not do these things together? Matter of fact, didn't you go and do them in the name? What's wrong with you? And he's looking at some of y'all this morning going, look, I know I've done something before you once. Why are you doubting me to do that one? I know every week I got to come back and visit the house. Every week. Why are you doubting again? I'd have been there 52 times this year. And you're doubting me again. Well, Pastor, I think you're being kind of hard on them. I mean, after all, I'm trying to tell you that it's just as real today in your life as it was in theirs. Because if God doesn't show up for you today, most of you call a friend, you phone a friend. Hey, Susie. Yeah, um, I was just thinking. You know, we've been praying about this, but it just, yeah, it ain't been happening, man. I was just wondering, you know, maybe we ought to just take it out of a prayer request. Yeah, I, I, I think so too, because, you know, if, if we keep, man, we're going to look like fools, because it's just not happening. Yeah, I think you're right. I, you know what? Let me, I'll call, no, you know what? Let me connect some. Hold on a minute. Connecting another party. Oh, hey, Don. Talking to Susie on the other line. Hey, Susie, can you? Yeah, I got Dawn on the line. You know, Dawn, we've been thinking. Well, you know, well, maybe what we'll do, let's just not, let's just not tell everybody that we're not praying about it anymore. We'll just, you know. Okay, well, we, we, better, we better call. Can you connect somebody on your, because I can't connect with two people. So you have to get somebody to do a chain reaction, connect somebody else so you can have a conference call. And then you got the whole prayer party on the line. And now everybody's coming to agreement. Look, y'all think I'm just talking. I'm preaching to you. Because the moment that you can find somebody to get on your side, the more comfortable you become. And you begin to wane in your spirit. Your belief system goes out the door. And you find yourself retracted. And then you find yourself questioning. Well, I mean, you know, church used to be good. I mean, <laughs> church used to be. Wouldn't it funny how we... We think that you had church because you had 15 people laid out on the floor and there were 17 messages in tongues and 15 interpretations and a couple babies got tossed with some shoes laying around. Bobby pins flying. Y'all, see, y'all don't, y'all don't think I know nothing about that? Y'all don't think I know nothing about that? I was just sitting there having a conversation with God this morning. I said, God, why has it got to be so dramatic? Why does it have to be so theatrical? 
for people to become emotional in you. Not in song, not in word, but emotional in you. When's the last time that you just sat and just began to weep because his spirit was so thick on you and he just, he just laid across you and said, come here, and just covered you up and you began to weep because you're an emotional creature. He created you that way. But he doesn't want you just to wait until a sad song comes on to begin to cry in his presence. Because most cases you're not crying because of him. You're crying because of the song plucked a string. Probably a sour note. That's what that makes musicians cry. But we wait for the theatrics of Christianity to rejoice in the Lord. If I've got to come in here on a Sunday and exhaust myself, let's stand, let's praise the Lord. If I have to do that, we might as well go home. Because you're not going to get that from me. I'll tell you, let's stand, we'll do praise the Lord. Why do I do that? I don't even know, Don. don't ask me please. Because I don't know the answer. I do know the answer. It's because that's the way we were taught. See how culture? See, some of you are fighting things in your life even today that wasn't anything that anybody put on you. It just happened to come through generations. Something fell on your mom and your dad when you were growing up and they took it and began to teach it. They may not have sat down and made you take exams over it, but you watch certain things, certain times, certain ways, and you seen that, well, they did it. It must work. I need to do it. Can I tell you that you will not ever in your dying day ever formulate God to the point that you can call him upon the very breath out of your mouth because of the way you're going to quote scripture and because of what time of day you're going to do it and because of what way you face Mecca and because of what you do and you can't formulate God he said that I will bless who I will bless and I will curse who I will curse and there's nothing you nor me can do about it you're going to have to receive that word because many of us right now we're trying to make God do it our way show up in my time do it the way I've asked. And when he don't, you run to your room. Tails tucked, eyes closed, blankets overhead. Come on, some of y'all still sleep like that because you're scared of the dark. I'll look in the whites of your eyes and I'll know who I'm talking about. Oh, I got you. Our dependency can't be based on what he has or has not done or what somebody else believes or does not believe. You either depend on God or you don't. God is either your life source or he's not. He's either Lord or he's not. You can't choose what part of your life that he lords over. 
see, most of us, we want to bring him the best of us. You sit in front of your mirror, you make sure you put your makeup on, put the right jewelry on, get the right clothes so you can go to church because, you know, you got to give him, oh, you got to give him your best. Maybe it's not the best he wants. Maybe it's the worst. They might not get it, but I'm getting it. You can't fool him. I know it means something to your culture. I'm going to go to the Catholic direction. Can we have Catholic church for a moment? Hope this ain't live. I get in trouble every time I say something about denominations, but I don't really care. I, I can't, okay. Let me back this up. I don't hate denominations. I hate what it stands for. Denominations are man-made. And if they are not adhered to, you're kicked out of them. They don't teach you. They make you. So I, it's not that I, I don't hate. I don't, I don't hate an AG pastor or a Pentecostal preacher or a priest from the Catholic or whatever. I don't know what they call them with... Um, some other denominations. But anyway, y'all get my point? I'm not hating on them. I'm just, I just want you to understand something. But you couldn't get baptized unless you was in white. Why? What? <laughs> Why baptize the people in jean cut off shorts? Oh, I already know about that, me and, yeah, I've already been there on that trip. That's why I ain't married to her. <laughs> I wasn't even serving God and said, I'm not converting to Catholic. That was a culture thing in my head, and I'm going, boy, my mama roll over. <laughs> yeah. My mama be Catholic, you what? Holy. <laughs> huh? Mama hit you with Crisco, boy. So we've retreated. It used to work. That used to be the way we wanted it. That used to be the way that we had to do it. But I'm just telling you, guys, listen to me. We need to come back to the breath of God. You're not going to make it to heaven on your own. You ain't going to make it to heaven on your mama's shirt tail. Grandma can't get you. Tommy, as much as you want to know, Mimo can't open up the sky and pull you through. She, 
it ain't going to happen. She might be up on the cloud going, you dummy, I told you. Oh, all right, this one more note, and I'll let you go. He blew on them. He went, he went, receive the Holy Spirit, right? You should have asked me, girl, I'd have bought you one out the bowl up here. I'd have anointed that man. But he blew on them and said, receive. I don't, I'm not an English scholar, nowhere close to it. Barely passed English by the skin of my teeth, and I mean that. I had to get like an 80-something just to pass, just to, just to get over. Well, I swept that whole exam. Got like one point, two points over or something. He said, receive the Holy Spirit. Receive does not mean comprehend. So many of you are still trying to understand. Boy, the church got a broke wheel. Yeah, teaching's good for you. Because really all it's, all it's, okay, I'll, I'll back up two steps and then I'll give you this. The Holy Spirit is the revealer of all truth. This book is Holy Spirit inspired. And written. The only thing this book was ever meant to do was to break open revelation in your life. I can minimize it to that. I'm telling you, because I didn't take nothing away from it. Because without revelation, you can't come to God. What do you mean? Yes, no, no, you can't. Because the Bible says that the Spirit draws you into salvation. It's revelation to you to understand that you're in the need of a Savior. Too many of you are still trying to comprehend. Well, I don't understand. It doesn't matter. We are to be saved. We are to be healed. Well, I don't, does that mean that I've got to pray? You're trying to figure it out again. You're trying to comprehend. Would you, for the love of Peter, James, and John, just receive? <laughs> it's that easy.
Did you have to walk down a road like going to Damascus for a big light to knock you off your donkey? And you didn't have you didn't go through that? I gotta question your salvation. I'm not sure if you're saved or not. You didn't cry? I'm gonna assume that you and daddy have a personal relationship. <laughs> you didn't cry? I'm going to question your salvation. Come on, I've heard church be, well, they didn't even cry when they was at the altar. What? <laughs> what are you talking about? We're trying to comprehend it. Where did we get all of the theatrics with Christianity? That the music had to be a certain tone. It had to be in a certain playlist. Tommy, I'm not cracking. It just, it's got to be in a certain, the lights have to be, Tommy, I'm not cracking. And the lights have to be down. Because if the lights ain't down, then you don't have the mood. Y'all better listen to me. You go come in here one Sunday and all the lights gonna be on. Even Tommy gonna be wearing sunglasses because every time I come in, turn the light goes. Man, really? Why you gotta turn the lights on? <laughs> Just turn them on. Let the sun. Let the sunlight in. Let his light shine. This little light of mine. <laughs> See what I mean? Some people just ain't saved. Would you hear me for a minute? Let, let, me, let me cut the joke in the humor. There is nothing that tells me in the Bible that I have to comprehend His grace in order to receive it. You can't show it to me. And if you can sit and tell me that you comprehend grace, I'm going to call you a liar because the Bible instructs me to do that. People don't like to hear that more. You really got to call The Bible says you call it out, didn't he? <laughs> See, I got, I got two prayers that say, yep, so I know I'm on the right thing. <laughs> Stop trying to comprehend Christianity. You're not going to figure it out, brother. Me and you, we can go sit down and have burgers, chicken, some fries, all kinds of. Well, now he eats salads now. I got to come back here with you. Huh? He eating salads. Roll up in Dairy Queen and he going to grab a sweet tea. I said, wow, just. It's okay. Hey, I'm, no. Leave him alone. Leave him alone. It's just, there's so much that we miss out in this relationship with Jesus Christ because we're still trying to comprehend. Why did God send Jesus? I don't know. I wouldn't have sent my son, maybe some days. I didn't want him to just get comfortable and boastful. 
you wouldn't have sent your son to die for somebody that was going to spit in his face? Stop trying to comprehend. Why well, don't get it? Why did Jesus have to die? Why did he have to get beat? Why did he have to? And why? And why? He did it. Oh, John three sixteen. Girl, you better preach it. Stop trying to comprehend his grace. Stop trying to comprehend his love. Just experience it for one. Take a breath in of God's love. It'll change your life. Because after he blew, y'all thought I'd just come completely off a of text. He ain't never going back. God, he's gone. Once he blew on the disciples and he told them to be peaceful and just chill I'll take care, but you know the one that wasn't there? I'm so thankful that God put the scripture together the way he did. Because this one guy, do y'all know the one guy that wasn't there? Anybody? Come on, Doubting Thomas. He was busy with stuffing things. Thomas wasn't there. It was only 10 of the 11. Y'all already know that Judas died before that. Thomas wasn't there. I wonder, I just wonder, if God already knew, he said, man, if I go up in there like this with him, up in that mix, he going to mess it all up. We just going to have to hold it out. I'm going to have to get with him a different way. It's got to be a different form. So, oh, this is why you can't formulate God, because he breathed on those ten he said, here, touch. Whoop. On the last one. Touch and feel. Touch and see. Don't stop trying to formulate him. See, you think that you got to come up here and the pastor got to lay hands on you for, to receive the Holy Spirit. I got news for you. Ain't nobody ever touched me. I really, <laughs> truth be known, Y'all gonna think I'm crazy. I just got into a passionate prayer one day. What I think happened, not formulating, what I think happened was I was praying the will of God. And became so passionate. And when I was done, it was a couple hours later. And ain't no nothing I prayed. See, when, when God will allow the Holy Spirit to make intercession, well, that's Jesus. Y'all better, better mind your business. The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, they all three is one. You better mind your business. And the Holy Spirit began to pray. See, this is why I don't really need 
you to agree in prayer with me. Because I have one. <laughs> what better man to have agree with you in prayer than the Holy Spirit? Because you, dude, listen, don't you know if he agrees with you? Dude, it was done before it even started. If he stepped up, it was done. Because he said you can ask anything you will of the Father. All right, I got to quit. I got to leave you alone. I got to let you go home for a Sunday and relax. Because some of you still hung up in your room. You won't even come out right now. Even with that. Yeah, but. Pastor, I know, but I've tried that. You what? There you go again. Why does it have to, why has it got to be you? Why can't it be him for once? For the life that I now live is not mine, but it's his that lives in me. Why can't you let him be in you? I guess the moral of the story, just because it don't look like what you think it ought to look like, don't retreat. Believe in the one. The one. Got to clarify that because there's a lot of people out there that think their one is the one. And it ain't, he's still dead. Buddha ain't never come up. Do we have to name all of them? Confucius. He's confused. Right? They ain't but one. He said, I am. He wants to breathe back into you. Why can't you just You want something to turn in your life? You need something different? It wasn't until 50 days that they were empowered by the Holy Spirit, but I just want to, so that that gives you a difference there of him breathing on them. They weren't empowered because they didn't go out and do great works. See, you can't do great works without the Holy Spirit, so you better sit back and take a deep breath and breathe him in. Because with, all right, you good? I don't know if y'all been recording or not, but bye if you have. Man, I've been really thinking about all this. I just heard you in the back of my head. I'm praying, praying, worship again. <laughs> I just heard you. Sorry. 
I'll give you. Show hey, Tommy, can you send your mama those songs that you were going to play this morning on her phone so that she can listen to them on the way home? Because, <laughs> listen, I, I don't want you to formulate this church as much as I don't want you to formulate God. Because the moment that you can formulate the church, you better be fearful of the church that you're attending. Because if you can formulate, well, we know that they're going to start at 9, and they're going to do this at 9.05, and 9.07, Sister Margaret got to sit down because, and by 9.30, we eat. We have five minutes of some word, right? 25 minutes of some singing. Five minutes on some word, and that's supposed to give you substance for the rest of your week. I don't want you formulating that because we're going to kick God out if we continue to try to formulate church. I want family. I want to be able to talk to you. I want to be able to look at you and say, brother, look, I don't care what you got going on in your life. I don't care what you've been thinking about. I don't care what you've tried in the past and it ain't worked out. I don't care what you've been after. I don't care who you've been hanging out with. There's only one way and one way only. And if I can't tell you that, I don't want you in hell. What's, why, why waste our time? If we're going to go to hell, we might as well do it out there. Because I was busting hell wide open, living large on my way to hell. Why can't I live large on my way to heaven? 